Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. Bon and Bo, my guest today, we'll do a proper introduction in a minute, but first right, let's right. have a quick conversation about what we're drinking. Um, I'm starting a new thing today. It's uh, every Thursday, Thirsty Thursday, we're going to have virtual happy hour. Uh, you're my inaugural guest, and I am uh, going out today with a nice 18. It's a value play here. It's a right. Shield Dag 18. Right, right, right. You know what? I'm just, I'm just throwing up the, the Lagavulin. I love it. For those of you who know me, know that uh, Lagavulin. <laughs> I love it, man. And and we're having a nice drink here. So those who do not know my man, Bon and Bo, uh, maybe you've heard of some small companies like Mondelez, Pepsi, uh, and Kraft, to name a few. This guy has been there, done that. Somebody that I hold in the highest regard as a human being, as a marketing god, somebody that I truly appreciate. Bon, and thank you for joining me on the podcast live. I appreciate you, and thanks for coming on board, man. I'm excited to be here, my friend. How are you? This is day 16, baby. I'm just hanging in there. You know, it's crazy. I know people are going stir crazy out there. I found myself literally earlier talking to a spider, but it turns out he's actually a really nice guy. He's a web designer. So I found that interesting. Well, is that your dad joke of the day? Did you already cash in your dad joke of the day? Are we done with the dad jokes for today? No, I'm, 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 I'm hey man, I'll be here. I'm, I'm here all night. At least I'm here all night. I'm here tomorrow night. I'm here tomorrow morning. I'm here the next day. I'm, I'm here every single, every single night. Uh, how is captivity treating you? I mean, I've seen that you let yourself go. You've completely right. stopped shaving. You stopped doing yeah. your hair. Everything. It's a good start. I'm not, I'm not even clean anymore. I'm just like, oh. I, I shot this one shot. I have a shirt that says human. And I'm like, I'm human. Don't shoot. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, it's a little tough. I mean, it's tough in all those other ways that I think it is tough for everybody. Um, you know, I, it's tough. My dad's 92. He's in Staten Island. I'm stuck here in, in the city in Chelsea. I haven't been able to see him. I think we're going to venture out this weekend now that we feel like we're, you know, yeah. it past the quarantine period. So I feel good about that. And I haven't really been going out. I do some supply runs. I try to choose optimal times of day. And we're not doing supermarket. We're yeah. doing deli, you know, so good. really focused on that. Um, so so I think that that, you know, that, that's been hard. I will say the hardest thing has been just the sheer number of amount of digital communication that you're with. Even though I remember we did our first kind of Zoom party, like the first week of captivity. And uh, it was a Friday night and it was amazing. I was like, oh my God, all my friends. People. All my friends are in one spot. We're doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that was cool. Now we do them and it's not, it lacks the allure because you really just miss human connection and in-person kind of stuff, you know? So I think that that, uh, but all the digital communication, I feel like it's Groundhog Day and just literally work. So I've been trying to make sure that we actually like take a Saturday try to cook a dinner, you know, right. we have a balcony, we're lucky, sit outside on the balcony and try to, you know, so yeah, although it's cold, and, and, I wish they would just, why couldn't we be quarantined when it was summer out? Well, I mean, you have to think about it this way, right? I mean, at least we're not in the dead of winter and we're stuck inside and we can never get outside. I mean, there's some silver linings here, but let's do a quick little pulse check. Um, you, you're in the heart of New York City. You're in Chelsea. Right. New York is hellhole. It's ground zero right now. I mean, shit has hit the fan. Right. What what's What's the vibe, man? I mean, how are you guys holding strong? It's hard to really judge the vibe because you don't really talk to anybody at the moment. You're like, too close, man. He's like, I'm across the street. What do you mean? You're like, still. Next it's block. 10 feet away. Every other block. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's hard to judge the pulse. I mean, people are going about their day. I mean, you know, I feel 
you know, I think one is my, my, my heart and prayers and wishes and thanks go out to all of the frontline workers, all the people who are keeping the infrastructure of the city going. You know, it's funny. I was on the phone with the Pepsi guys and, and, you know, we were talking about some other stuff and they're like, man, you don't understand. Like, basically the president is like, don't stop shipping water. Like we have to ship water. And what's crazy is going. That, yeah, we got, you know, we, these guys are essential services at its extraordinaire. And what's crazy is you don't realize they're also now doing surge production. Like they don't, you know, the lines are running, we're running at maximum capacity right. anyway before that. Now to have to, and they have to, you know, they have frontline workers. That, and then how do you do so? People have this to be there. And how do you, you know, like just the complexities and intricacies. So I'm so thankful for all those that are, you know, uh, that are out there and, you know, my prayers go out to everybody. Um, in terms of New York, it's hard when you watch the numbers. I stopped watching the numbers. You have um, to stop. You can't be staring at the man. You can't watch the numbers anymore. I mean, I barely watch the news that much anymore. It's all the same stuff. Um, and so, you know, there's that. Uh, but generally, I think New Yorkers are strong, man. And, you know, I think Cuomo's done a great job. And uh, Leadership. Yeah, leadership is there. And, you know, I think that's been the hardest thing for me, too, is just how do you, uh, not the hardest, but really realizing like I'm running this open message business right now. And so it's really about how do you make sure that you lead in tough times and how do you make the tough decisions, but at the same time, make sure that everybody knows you're making the tough decisions for the good of everybody. And as much as you don't want to, we will get through this and we will be stronger. But in order to protect ourselves for our future together, this is what has to be done. So that's the, you know, those are the things you wake up every single day worrying about, are we going to lose a client tomorrow? Am I not going to allow somebody to put food on the table? Right. Like real stuff right now, you know, in, in, in this kind of climate, because, you know, there's a lack of optimism right now. Although yeah, I, it's tough to to gravy. I might be you lost have to be. myself. That's right. He found Waldo. You can see his shirt right there. Bonnet has found Waldo. And it's so interesting, too, because to watch leadership, to watch, to find out what leadership really means in a non-conventional sense. I mean, this is this is true leadership at its finest. Right. And we're seeing people shine. We're seeing leaders step up. And we're not talking just about CEOs and presidents of company. We're seeing leadership at every single level of an organization. And so many amazing people are stepping up and shining uh, and innovation as well. What are some things that you're observing as far as, as amazing innovation? I mean, I've seen Dyson. I mean, to give an example, Dyson literally in 10 days went from Plans, open source plans to production to shipping in 10 days. What are you seeing out there? I mean, you the ventilators, I mean, yes. Uh, yeah, the ventilators. I mean, it's, you know, look, it's one thing to think about. So, again, I have my 90, did I, maybe I didn't tell you this. I have my 92 year old dad yeah. and my 92 year old grandmother on a Zoom call. I think we broke the record in age, co collective age. The combined age, yeah, total combined think, age. I think we beat that, uh, at least per, per, per capita, right? Uh, so, but, you know, we were talking, what, what was World War II like? Nothing like this. Because, go ahead. No, no, I'm smiling because I want to continue this. Up. Keep going, well, man. No, nothing I, like this because it didn't come so sudden. Like, this happened, like, overnight. Think about GM. Three days. The reality is they had to literally stop the plants and pivot their business. Estee Lauder, you know, uh, um, these guys, uh, uh, Gallo Wines. I mean, like, it is crazy what these guys have been able to do. It shows you human perseverance is just so strong. And that's what makes me so optimistic and excited about what's going to happen post this. But the thing that we have to keep in mind and we have to be prepared as a society to focus on is our small business. 
And so at the end of the day, what we don't realize is they are the largest part of the economy. They are the heartblood of our economy. They are what keeps our kids safe on their streets. The people who open up stores on Main Street, they are the reason why we have better schools because they allow for higher taxes. They allow for better, safer neighborhoods. <sighs> and they are the largest employer on planet Earth and in the U.S. And what's going to happen is, is that we have to remember that in order for the engine of economy to run, we have to be willing to go out and invest in those small businesses and go back at in those small businesses. And if we don't, that's what's really going to hurt the economy. It's absolutely scary. I live in the burbs here in Long Island, and I've seen two things happening. One, I've seen obviously businesses that can't support right now that are shuttering. I mean, mom yeah. and pop shops that I've been that I've been frequenting for a number of years. But I've also seen a lot of innovation and support for the restaurants, for the food workers. We're doing curbside pickup, um, delivery. Right. Like literally, I pulled up and I opened up the back of my truck and they deliver the food right into right. it. So much innovation, and and food is okay. I want everyone to understand this. Like, take the right precautions. Not a food board. But, it's not a food board disease. No, but order from your local restaurants, buy gift cards for the future, right? These people need to pay their employees. They need to stay in business because right. what's going to happen in a few weeks? I'm optimistic. I truly think here in New York, we're going to peak in a couple of weeks. And I think by early May, we'll be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I agree with that. And, all, and, and, and I think that we could sustain not all businesses because yeah. every business is unique financially. But I think businesses are going to take a major hit and us as consumers are going to have to support our people. These are our neighbors. These are our friends. These are our family. They're business owners. And small town America, the burbs, the city, we got to step up and put our money where our mouth is and help these people out, man. We're all in this together. And that's the other thing, Bonham. Like different than other disasters like Katrina, Sandy, right? everybody in the entire planet is affected. fucking affected right now. Everybody. And it doesn't matter. I mean, there is some socioeconomic differences, so we should be honest. I mean, uh, there right. are a lot of people who can afford to work from home and stay at home. And, you know, we should feel very lucky. I know we're complaining about quarantine, but the one thing I, you know, I got a whole team that's working from home is that, look, you have a chance to be with your family and that's a rare opportunity. Cherish that moment. But, you know, uh, but yeah, the whole world is affected, man. It's uh, And that's the, that's the crazy thing. But I think, you know, China... You know, you don't who knows what the news saying, what do we believe, what do we not? But I think that they're showing that, you know, there's light on the other end of this tunnel. And but we are going to be forever changed when we forever. come back to this. So, you know, yeah. I think when a business so you asked about small businesses, so the most interesting thing I didn't the gift cards is a genius idea. We'll talk about that offline. I got an idea. But um uh with the uh, thing, but with the um with the small businesses, I think What's, what I saw, there's a nail salon, mom and pop nail salon across the street from us. You know, these guys, nobody's going in and get their nails done. So they. No, uh, that's like the opposite of what you should be doing. Someone holding your crazy. hand and doing they your nails. Put up a, they put up a, you know, a thing on their door. And then also you could text them and they sent emails out and they basically offered up. They will deliver nail kits to your, uh, you know, to your house. And then they're doing Instagram lives, teaching you how to paint your nails, but like unique ways to do it. Like teaching you techniques genius right and they're doing it for half the price but they're keeping a flow of income coming through and so the creativity and we've seen all types of creativity that's happening Amazing. You know? uh a lot of restaurants are doing cooking shows cook with us kind of you know them and the chef i think that that's the thing but that's you know that's a, that's who we are as americans as people so we're, we're innovative i mean that's really what it is and and you know these businesses what they're also doing is they're keeping their customer base interested and alive and engaged and loyalty right they're hitting on the loyalty thing and and giving back to us so the pizza place there was a thing on the news this morning um about a pizza place i think it was down on john street that is literally churning out 400 pies a day and delivering to the hospitals not just in new york city but they're delivering up to westchester long island and jersey and the the landlord 
the landlord waive the rent. So we're seeing incredible amounts of it's it's across the board philanthropy and care. It's right. everyone in this together, right? Like landlords are losing money because if people can't pay the rent, what the hell are they gonna do? You can't kick everybody out. You can't kick people out. I'm not gonna lie. I asked my landlord if there was a you know rent rent deferment in place. They were like, well, not now. I was like, okay, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's, yeah, let's no, see what's happening here. You know, it's also I also think that for me, business. What I've been talking about is look, we're flattening the curve for the disease. But as a business, you have to flatten the decline. So why are you, how are you going to be prepared to rebuild out of it? So much is talking about what can I do right now? And I think that that was a good early stage conversation. But now right. it's what can I do right now and how can I prepare for the rebuild? And the, to your point, the right now is how much value can I add to my existing customer or capture new customers because of my generosity that I'm providing value for them, even if I'm not monetizing it, because they will remember that and be there for me when it's time to come out of this. And so that one-to-one -one relationship, like we have, um, you know, we have a, a, a client on OM that's about to launch, you know, uh, a huge text service for uh, the tri-state area. And literally they're taking, I mean, it's millions of dollars that they're taking on the chin to do it. Um, but hey, it's going to be very powerful. And the funny thing is, is it was, it wasn't even like, what are we going to do? How's this going to help us when we come out? It was just like, they said, what's the most impactful thing that we can do to help New Yorkers given who we are? And this was the, the concept. And so, you know, people who come from a place of empathy and humanity are going to win this. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, win, it's, I don't know if it's win or lose, but are going to. No, it's, it's, there's there's no winners or losers here. I mean, it really comes down. Yeah, we to all us lost. Here. Out. We, we, we all, all fuck it. We yeah, all here. we we all lost here. Uh, I mean, the saving grace is listen. Uh, there's so many people who are hurt and dying and injured and just not doing well and our hearts go out to them. And I, and I think the silver lining here is the, you know, the innovation and the empathy bringing us all together. My, my personal feeling here on it, I'm not a religious guy, but I believe in faith and I believe in fate. And I, and I have this kind of feeling that the earth is, has this energy right now. And they said, humans, you've been screwing around too long. And like, you, you need a timeout. You need a timeout. You guys are not connecting. You guys are not treating the planet well. You're right. not taking care of each other. And we are the virus. Like we are the virus here. And it's scary to think about that. But look what's happening. The canals in Venice are are less polluted. The dolphins. I never knew there was freaking dolphins in the canals of Venice. You look at the maps over there China, are. the pollution. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you that afterwards. Um, the pollution, the pollution has dissipated over mainland China. Right. We're seeing things open up. We're seeing the reality if we all just take a minute. And yes, there's an incredible expense. And I don't want to. Right. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to like, uh, you know, like diminish the people that are hurt and the people that are suffering. But if you look at it from this complete, you know, look at it from a million feet above what's happening here. It's crazy. World peace. I mean, literally, I mean, right. I feel like all wars and terrorism right. have stopped. Right. Right. Maybe we could take this moment. And I really have hope for the human race that we could like take this moment, but I hope we're not humans and go back to business as usual. I really hope we don't. Well, you know, we will, but I think oh, that, I don't want to say it, man. I don't want come on. But no, I think that to that point, you know, and I, you're one of the first people who has said it so eloquently. Maybe it's because you I tried. drinks. Uh, <laughs> you know how I get with drinks, man. We've invented yeah. shit coin, which we'll talk about later. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. <laughs> Well, that was many, 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 many drinks when we came up with that idea. We'll, we'll table that one. Good, yeah, no, it was a, it was a filthy idea, but it definitely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, it, uh, it, uh, but I think a, a, a younger generation, 
is going to look at this and have appreciation for that. And I think a younger generation is going to force and be that change because they see that you're right. It, to, to be able to see that it took only two months to dissipate the pollution cloud over China. Like that's nothing. I mean, it sucks to be inside for two months, but two months is a drop in the bucket of humanity. You know, like that is not, not, even, a, not even a blip on the radar. Right? It's not, it's nothing dude. Like you can get through, you know, maybe all, all the seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, you're good, baby. Uh, are you watching the season? Are you watching the season, by the way? Season 10? The late yeah. Latte Larry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a spite podcast. I'm going to start. Do it, do it. I have an idea. Here's my idea. We're going to start a spite podcast, and we're going to call it Gary P. Yeah. We're going to call it the Gary P podcast, and we're going to spite Gary V on it. his podcast. And it's going to be you, me, and Michael Loeb, and we're just going to shit talk Gary for the whole time. That's the new thing we're doing. I love it. Who needs a Saturday when you got Monday, (laughs) Monday, Monday? (laughs) Um, I love you, Gary. I love you too, man. You know, you're my brother. But, uh, you know, I will say Gary reached out and was like, hey, man, how you doing? I was like, that's nice, man. You know, that's the other thing that's been amazing about this is just people just reach out. Hey, man, how you doing? I send it a lot. You know, usually I send send a photo. It's like, you know. But people laugh. This is real. People like, thank you, man. Especially that first week, I literally took a photo like that, just sent it to everybody. They were like, "Thank you, I fucking needed that." It's so real, right? Yeah. Like everyone just being real. Right. And and there's a couple things I want to go back on, and I, I don't want to go on a sour note here, but there's a couple things. One, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, you and I are lucky. We are lucky from a socioeconomic standpoint where we have space and we have security. But there's so many people in the world in the United States or in New York that are crammed into small apartments. And a lot of people are trapped with their villains right now. They're in terrible situations where they, you know, they go to work and school to get away from those people. And they have that every single day, man, right? Like they have that break every single day and they don't have it. So how can we support them? Right. How can we as a resource, how can we give them, you know, time? And that's, that's real shit, man. That's what worries me. Um, that there's a lot of stories that are going to come out of this that aren't so, Peachy clean. Like I'm literally sitting in my den, comfortable with a glass of 18 year old scotch. That is privilege. And you know what? Like I'm lucky that I have that, and I built this life for me, and I'm taking care of my family. But I'm really genuinely concerned about so many people that don't have that. I well, that's the, that's what I was saying. And you know, look, people have to go to work. They don't have an option, man. I see taxis out my window right now. These guys are, you know, these guys are are there. A lot of people awesome. are living you know, paycheck to paycheck. And so, you know, we have to, that's why, that's why at the end of the day, you know, when we think about the reboot of the economy, it's really about getting liquidity into the market as quick as we can. And that's why I think I love, I didn't even think like the card idea is great, but I didn't, I, you know, people don't forget that this will grind to a halt faster than we realize if we do not get back out and spend. Now I'm not saying spend beyond your means. I'm not saying, but I'm saying make sure that we're supporting local businesses, make sure that we're supporting independent proprietors because they, at the end of the day, drive this economy. Yeah. And I think that everyone needs to find their threshold to your point, because there's a lot of people out of work right now. I mean, the unemployment numbers are absolutely insane, absolutely insane. And I know my job is someone in talent access, right? Like we're going to help everybody that we can, and there's going to be opportunities. And I think that people have to kind of think about their skill set. Let's talk about that for a second there. Um, I talked about that earlier on a podcast about people. I said, what is your skill set? Keep going. Yeah, yeah, let's let's dive on that for a minute there, right? Like, because people may be out of a job and they were top performers at their company, but their company can't afford to keep them right now. Maybe that'll change when we get back to work there. But now a lot of top performers are on the marketplace, but they have to think about pivoting. 
right? Like think about your skill set. What else you could do? I'm good at five out of five. Where could I take these three and kind of pivot into something different? Right. Where like, and, and think of it as an opportunity. Think of it to diversify, maybe try something a little bit different. Maybe, hey, you know what? I have always liked product development. I like the sales side of that. Maybe I'm a good salesperson. Right. Maybe I want to venture into that. No, I agree. I think the pivot, you know, um, we have a, uh, a, 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 like everybody does, you know, we've got some digital content, digital content. We've got some too. We got uh, digital. Is it all content digital? Well, no, I shouldn't say yeah. that. They're, print is still alive. Have you ever read print a book? Alive. Yes. Um, posit- positivity and pivots is, is, the, is the conversation. And that's it. Like, you know, I think most people are going to get scared. That's a natural reaction, which is, ah, you know, and then there's like, oh, I'm lost. And then there's like, I'm human. I can make it. And so, um, you know, the biggest thing is staying positive to your point. There is a silver lining in everything. And, you know, that positivity is what's going to help you make the right decisions. Because if you make decisions from a very negative space, you're going to not, you know, Make, and I get the pressure. Trust me, man. I, I, I wake up and look, I, we do, a, uh, you know, a 9 a.m. stand up. And sometimes I wake up and I look at my emails and I think and I'm just like, but I get on that phone call. I'm like, let's go, people. Let's get right. this. Uh, you know, we need people like that. That positivity is important. But then I think to your point, the pivot and the pivot is going to be what am I good at? What more importantly, what will the world need in the next six to nine months next six to 12 months as it comes out of this like and it's not like you need to go much further than looking at what's happened in past recessions so we know that there's going to be there's going to be a ton of money lending what does that world look like we're actually building a loan product right now for small businesses for the bridge between now and the the sba so let's see it Leah, I want to jump on that for a second there too. The the SBA loan situation too. I mean, I'm a small business owner, right? And I'm waiting for your minority uh, share uh, paperwork to come through. I'm waiting for that investment to come through. We'll talk about that offline. Yeah, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a small me right now. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm pitching you. I, I'm a small business owner. I'm scared of shit, man. Right. And I put in for my loan. We did too on our businesses, but the reality is, is a large percentage of them are not going to be qualified. You got to look at the re- the reality of this, and this is not to put any fear in people's mind, but just to look at the reality. You have now people who are trying to qualify people for loans at a scale that we've never seen before, and Ugh. what's going to happen is, is they're going to default to guidelines that look much more like traditional banking guidelines, which means that if you're a not a 780, 800 and better on credit score, yeah, you're, FICO, yep. you're not going to, you're not going to get it. And so, and it's going to be the, if you're especially a sole proprietor, you know, or the business credit and, you know, so a lot of businesses are really good businesses, but are not balance sheet heavy cash. They're not good on paper. They're not, good, not on paper. good on paper. And so a lot of business owners are not going to get that money. And what's going to happen is, and this is why we're so focused on, can we create a loan product that is a fair, just rate loan product? Because money's so cheap right now. What's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of predatory lending that's going to be in the 40, 50 percent interest, yeah. which is going to, but that's what happened in 2008. And there's going to be those. Right. So protect the yourself, works, yeah. Be smart. But the most important thing is cash flow management. Like the basics is really where like we sat down with every single one of our portfolio companies and we went through the PL and we went through what what's in the bank today and forget about I'm going to raise money. I'm going to do this. When, if you couldn't raise another dollar, what do you have to do to secure your business today? And 
you have to be thinking about when do people pay? And by the way, the problem now is accounts receivables are going to be dragged out probably another 30 days because everybody's fighting a cash flow situation. I know. So I you have to that. look at real true doomsday worst case scenario. And then you could come back and say, how do I build a solid foundation for a business? And what do I have to do to do that? But it's just being real and planning and being smart. And you'll come out of this. And by the way, the other thing is your employees would much rather take diminishing or cuts on salary like we're looking at folks and lose their jobs their jobs and everybody to your point is in this together and everybody gets it but if you can do things like i will promise to pay you back when we reach x amount of revenue whenever time period is or you know things that really show that you care about you know anyway uh, yeah it's a so a hundred percent and the couple things that i'm doing are one, I'm thinking about backend opportunities, right? How could I add value upfront? How could I, I'm not calling it work for free, but how could we talk right. about payment on the back end? Right. How could I do work now, right? Right, to help my clients and my customers, right? Knowing that that's gonna, the payment's gonna come on the back end because we're right. all in this together to that point. If I help you be better, you're gonna be profitable and you're actually gonna be able to pay me right. instead of sitting on that AAP, right? Right. And that's, and that's a tough no, that's the thing is like, we're work, dude, look, I have a very healthy speaking business. I mean, I know I look like I am a caveman. It just came out of, you know, like, you look like Sasquatch. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I know, yeah, you know, but you know, when I clean up a little bit, I don't clean up that much. I, I'd like to people to still get that weird feeling. I don't know if he's magnolia you know post human or yeah i don't know let's you're, pro, you're pro magnum pro yeah, magnum. i couldn't even think of it uh yeah but you know i think pro i think um uh i think that you know look i got it my business was devastated are you kidding me like if you look at outside of our portfolio businesses like our core business if you look at not core but our business like if you look at consulting speaking thought leadership and like you know we've got shows that are furloughed but our, our, our speaking business is like 50% of revenue. And that's like, sorry, gone, wiped out for the year. And oh so my God. No, everything's canceled. Everything's everything canceled. Can canceled. You know, but we, <laughs> we're, we're past and we're also past the, um, the, the 90 day guarantee period for 2020. We cannot return it. We cannot do anything about it. March 31st was it, man. We are 90 it. days past due. Yeah. And now it's April 2nd. Right. It's and now, and now <laughs> like, we got to deal with, and now got we got to deal with April. Yeah. Now we got to deal with April. And yeah. I already told my, I already told my kids. I have, a, I have an eight-year-old daughter who kind of gets it. I'm like, um, uh, get, make sure you're cool with mommy and daddy because these are your friends right now. <laughs> right. This is your play date right here. This right here. Now go to your room. <laughs> but I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about some positive stuff here. Let's talk about some yeah. silver linings. Right. right. What are some silver linings in your personal life, if you don't mind sharing, that are happening right now? All this time with your, with your persona. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I can't share anything here, I guess. I, I guess I could, but um, is, does video play well over here or no? It's fine. Let me see. Let me see. I'll try to share some, but I'll talk about it. You know, about, um, oh, wow, there's a video already playing in the background. Whoa, that's not the right number. About uh, eight months ago, nine months ago, my brother started posting. My father was a photographer who came here when he was 34 years old, and um, he's now 92. And he was a jazz musician in Chicago, came here, and then um, and his father gave him a camera, and uh, he be became a self-taught uh, photographer. And he uh, shot for 60 years, and he shot everything. He shot portraits. He shot 
he shot studio, he shot special effects. I mean, he pioneered a bunch of techniques and special effects. Basically, he did the first Ray Kurzweil, and, my, and he shot a ton of street scene stuff. He would just walk the streets with his camera, and he's super prolific, probably one of the uh, amongst some of the more prolific photographers of that generation. And I and I urge I urge everybody to check out the Instagram page. What's the right. handle there? It's Martin underscore Bow. Um, I love. I don't. I don't know. Is your dad doing the montage pages on there? Whoever's doing that, no, it's awesome. It's my brother. So my brother started posting on there. I love it. And um, and sorry, I'm just looking for this. My brother started posting on there, and uh, and he called me up and he said, you know what? There's more here in the archive than you know about. And I was like, you know what? I'll be the judge, younger brother. Let me judge it. So Come uh, here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Listen, young stud. Uh, so I um, so I, I started going through and my best guesstimate was that there was there was probably sorry there's probably about half a million i'm uh, sorry there was probably about uh 50 000 photographs so we took the uh entire archive out of his apartment where it was and we took it we rented a studio on mercer uh it reminded me of the studio i grew up in five thousand square feet uh that's not to say that you know my dad didn't own it rented it sold it never made any money off it which Long story, but um, and uh, and uh, we started digitizing archiving, and we realized that there was a half a million photographs that had never been digitized in archive. So wow. we had him talking about the photos every, you know, we had him coming in twice a week talking about the photos, shooting a documentary. You know, I've been able to uh, this past year we worked on that. We rented it six months. It took us to get through that. We had a mini army coming in. I will say thank you to all those folks who were dedicated and just loved the project and worked on it. And uh, there's still a lot of photos he hasn't talked about. So what I've been able to do is I jump on Zoom and I share the photos. I hit record. And, you know, unfortunately, my dad had kidney failure about a month ago, which I'm like, really, dude? Why can't everything has to happen at one time? What's going nice on? Nice time it pops. Right. Thanks, dad. Uh, and so, you know, he's got dialysis, which he fucking, uh, excuse me, he fucking hates. But it's all good. Um, you know, and I try to get him to sometimes he'll log his machine on during dialysis. But every night, every other night, usually the dialysis nights are not good for me. He's tired. But every other night we go through the photos and he tells me a different story about each of the photographs, who's in it, what he was thinking when he shot it and tells me about his life. Not going to lie to you. It's slow going because my dad's like, then there was a flower. And that flower. Like, all right, next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, dad, I'm good. I'm good. But your dad, your dad has lived through some shit, man. Your dad Dude. has lived through so much history. Dude. He's lived through adversity. He's lived Dude. through success. He's lived through failure. Dude. What is, all right, so we're not going to say your age right now, but like, what has that taught you at this stage of your life? You know, um, you know, you wake up and, uh, well, first of all, my dad was like, I'm just hanging around until you have a kid. I'm like, okay, there's that little pressure. Guess I got to work Thanks, on that boss. now. Thanks, Dad. You know, uh, what, one of the things, Bonin, about being captive with your lady friend. Hey, man, don't get me wrong. I'm <laughs> practicing. We're working on it. Uh, we got nothing else to do. Tap hour, people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and more than anything, I want to be a dad, you know, because, A, I just want to be personally, and I also want him to have the – pleasure of seeing a grandchild you know so i keep telling him yo dude you got to hit a hundo but i think what it's taught me it's interesting so I'm, I'm 42 so he had me when he was 50 years old having an older dad is really interesting when you're young because it's not like he's like okay go throw the ball he's like throw yourself no i got <laughs> you know and so or learn to ride you know so you don't do a lot of those kind of like younger dad stuff but there's a sense of wisdom 
that you take away from it. And especially as you grow older into manhood and you see like, and he, what I take from him, look, I'm not going to lie. The stock market was not pretty. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I was like, holy shit. Uh, bye, bye, bye. Bye. Yeah. It was fun knowing you. See you when I see you. But now it's like, you know, and, and, you know, and I just thought, I was like, what would Martin do? And he I was like, he'd roll up a joint, get high and be like, it's going to be all right. And so You're I gonna be okay. it's going to be okay. And, you know, the sense of calm, the other thing he told me, which, uh, which I find fascinating, he said, you know what? I, A, he eats healthier than everybody on planet earth. But he said, the reason why I'm here today is because I never stopped putting my boots on. I always put my boots on, went to work. I always were busy trying to do something. And so, you know, he said, the moment you stop doing, you start dying. And I was like, you know, that's like, that's just deep, man. And so, and I watched the compassion he has for people and how he lights up and he's, even in his worst moments, he'll, he'll you know, he confesses to me and he's like, oh God, 92 is tough. But, uh, you know, people come in, he smiles. Every doctor loves him. He jokes around. He's like, you're so pretty. Maybe I should marry you. I'm like, wait a second. It's not this. What you do? Hold on. Yeah. I'm the one who's having a baby. Right, right. Let, me, let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something, my man. I, I, I'm, I'm 41. I'm only a, a shy year younger than you, man. I have a one and a half year old. I have an eight year old. Um, Get it, it, it changes you, man. It changes you, man. And, and it's going to happen and you're going to do it. And I can only imagine how lucky it is to be your kid. Right. The wisdom that you got from your father, the wisdom that you're going to, you know, hand down to your kids, they're, they're definitely gonna be lucky. And that's called legacy. I mean, I look at my daughter now and I'm so lucky that like, thanks, man. Like this is, this is going to be a blip on their radar. Right. But what I mean, I, 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 it's going to be a big blip. I I feel bad. I feel bad for the kids that are going in like high school and they're missing their prom and they're missing graduation and like all that fun do? stuff of senior year. What the hell are they going to do? But they're also not getting tested. So we're not testing kids. Oh. Like, we're, just, we're just like, ah, you probably made it. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, you're good. Go. go. It's like J-Date. Swipe left or right. What are you going <laughs> to do? Do you, know, do you know that I met my wife on J-Date? Did you really? Good for you, man. Fact. Fact. Are you good for me? If you saw yeah. you, you met her. No, you met her last year at the uh, at the at the Potter Not. Yeah, she uh, yeah. she uh, <laughs> she was desperate. She was desperate. Her her right. clock well, was I running mean, out. I mean, you you could get nobody else unless they were. So I get it. I, there's no, there's no choice there. So you you, oh, have, oh, you have a type. You have a type. I, I have a type, and it's it's a very special type. It's yeah. called desperate, right? My type is desperate. <laughs> That's that's what we're going for here. So I want to I want to bring this home here because we could do this all night, and I'm yeah. I'm very grateful and conscious of your time. Yeah, I want to talk about so I want I want to talk about silver linings here. Yeah, we were and I want to talk. I want to mention two silver linings here. The first one I want to talk about brand silver linings. The first silver lining is, man, you get to be at home with your eight year old daughter, and your one and a half year old son, and think about the next time you're going to be able to spend that much time with your family. Yeah. They're, they're up there. Right. I can see them. I mean, think about that. That's the number one silver lining. And I think people take it for granted how much we're able to spend time with our loved ones and get to re-know them because honestly, in a snap of a finger, it's going to be done and we're going to be off back on our merry way. And we're going to regret that we to see, you know, we're going to be in the same, I never get to, you know, and so just cherish these moments, take a lot of photographs, shoot some video, play some games, do a puzzle, do a Lego. I got a Lego head that was done for me, actually. You, you have a bottom bow Lego head? One second. 
every big moment in my life, I bought a piece of Lego. I grew up, I have so much Lego from my childhood. But every big moment in my life, every new job, anything that I accomplished, I uh, bought a Lego. And, you know, Justine Watkins, who is CEO of Bond Ventures, when she came on board, I bought, she's a Brit. So I bought a huge Lego double-decker bus. The bus. I put it together. I told her I wasn't going to put it together unless we put it together together. Uh, so we haven't, but she said, I'm not going to be back in the U.S. for a while. So I might go ahead and do it this weekend as an homage. Oh, we, we, we have we have a special guest, Joel Lundenfeld. Joel. Ah, what's up, Joel? <laughs> and 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 I don't I don't know if you know my relationship with Joel. Joel was my was not my official big brother, but Joel was a big brother to me. We pledged the same fraternity right. at University of Buffalo. Joel is somebody that I have known for twenty plus years. Wow, that I hold Sorry, in the highest. <laughs> Joel, did you hear that? Joel, I will send you the link. I want you to come on in a minute. Um, Joel is somebody that I I hold in the highest regard. We talk about a career trajectory, an amazing career, an inspiring career. And now he's just sticking with weed. He said, fuck it. I'm just going to weed. I'm just going to deal with weed right now. Everybody's got a puff, puff pass. You know, that's that's what it it comes down to. Um, I mean, so look, silver linings so that you can get out of here. You can throw to uh, your next guest. Uh, You know, I think so. My only guest for today, man. I think silver linings for businesses are really that they um, that they have a chance right now to find a pathway to connect with their consumers. And if they can add value, they can actually have a real relationship with their consumers in ways that we haven't seen before. Um, And I think the other piece is that hopefully consumers are going to come out of this thankful and uh, and they're going to churn the moves of industry the gears of the economy back on. And uh, and I think that the other t- thing is that you have, in some respects, it's a bit of a hard reset. I, did I, I don't know if we share this, but I, you know, I read this meme and it said, who drove digital transformation fastest? The CEO, the CFO, or COVID-19? And in reality, you know, so many businesses talked about having to figure out new ways, but didn't do anything. And now they're being forced and you can take that as a negative or you can take that as a positive and try to restructure your business to really survive the future and not just this moment. I love it, man. I love it, man. So uh, I I feel like we're going to have a special guest in a minute here. So I'm going to two things. I would love to have you on the official podcast podcast because I want to talk. I want to spend some time when we're out of this shit and I want to talk about your career journey, your specific career journey. And I'd love to dig into all those pivotal points in your career, when you were a little Bonimbo, when you're hanging out with LeBron and, you know, you're coming up the ranks. and you're way, your- I was little when I was hanging out with LeBron because that motherfucker's just tall as fuck and he can't be anything but little. I want, I want sports back. I miss sports. Oh, God, I love sports. It's so I miss baseball. I'm, I'm, a baseball, I'm a baseball guy. I, wait, so, so side note, I'm sitting in my New York Mets Shea Stadium. Oh seats. wow, good, good, go for you, man. Good stuff. Yeah, these, I'm a, I'm a diehard Mets fan, and and right now it's baseball time. I miss baseball yeah. because it's opening it's opening weekend, man. And I most I, most, not, most, most non winners are Mets fans. I get it. I'm more of a Yankee. <laughs> we're happy losers. I mean, <laughs> the, the the thing here is we're we're, we're happy get losers. the Jets too. No, no, no. <laughs> that, See, that's where Gary Gary V and I always had a point of difference because I would literally sit there and he'd be like, well, Adam, you know, like we're talking about stuff. And he's like, but at least you're a Jets fan. Let's let's bring on a special guest. Whoa, whoa, special whoa, guest whoa, whoa. Special guest 
What is Wait, up? Where are you at, dog? Are you in SF? I'm, oh, he's good. No, I'm uh, I'm in Tahoe. Oh, look at you. You know what? This is this is just wrong. That's not quarantine candy. That's not fair. Yeah, look. It's an important <laughs> book. <laughs> fair enough. Is it like, are you like killing your own bears now at this stage? And like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 ate a few yeah, bears for uh, for dinner. It's good. Good to see you guys. Good to see Which you. I haven't seen you forever, by the way. I know it's been a long time. Probably. Wait, 10 Joel, 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 take the hat off. Joel, take the hat off. Why? Yeah, he's like, wait a second. No, no, no. I I want to see the two. I I need to see it. Oh, it's no, okay. bald. Oh, I yeah, looking sharp. Bonin would not do that. I would not. I would I'm look so weird as a bald guy. Like I have such a weird shaped head. Like this would not. It just wouldn't work. And, oh, for all the years he's been shaving his head, I've been growing mine. So I'm catching on <laughs> to you, Joel. Joel, how, how you doing, brother? How you doing? I'm good. We're we're um, sheltering in place. Uh, the good thing is I'm able to do most of the work remotely, and I've been in in uh, Santa Rosa once a week, hanging out with the with the crew there. And it's also good that kind of going into work. You're going business. into work. Well, just to uh, into the into the our production plant, right? Um, right. Where we grow all of the wonderful medicine for people, right? Yes. Flowers are a good business right now. People <laughs> want the flowers. Flower. No. Flower. I don't even about. know when did you jump. Um, let's see. I left Twitter in 2017, and did then you? I started. Yeah, I'm gonna put my mic August down. 2017. Thank you. And then I started at this job like uh, I want to say February of 29 of 2019. Wow. So it took yeah. a couple of years to figure out who my family was, who I was, <laughs> you know, you all that stuff. Going to That's what I thought. I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize yeah. that that long ago. Wow. Good for you, man. I'm excited. Yeah, it's crazy. I think the last time we saw each other, so Bonin was in a documentary uh, uh, right. uh, at Twitter years ago called Project Live. Right. Project I don't know. Live. I watched that recently. You screened it at can. Yeah, we screened it there. It was amazing. We finished it live at Cannes. The whole movie right. was about live marketing. So we filmed right. the ending of it live at Cannes and then premiered right. it there. Right. We had a Bonin co-star with Sir Patrick Stewart. Wow. Um, Aaron right. Paul. I mean, I did better, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who has a more long-lasting career? I mean, I watched Picard, but I'd rather watch Bonin. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in that one, he was funny because he told, held up the banana. And he's yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little right. Yeah, but you were talking about the Oreo tweet. Then. The Oreo. It was, you know, it's funny. I remember uh, there was this moment in time that, you know, like the live marketing, real time marketing was just bubbling. And it was like, let's let's do this. We need to document this now. Right. I'm really glad we did it because it definitely holds up. Yeah, no, it does. It's, yeah, dude, I, I mean, I love the Oreo stuff, but the Patrick Stewart stuff, it was, it was, it was, it's, it is, I'm not going to lie, he did okay. In in that yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, was I, got to get drunk, I got to get drunk with him and his wife uh, the night before. Really? Is he drunk. funny or is he, is, he a, is he a good Oh, my drunk? God. He's, he's so funny. He's got a right. dirty mouth. Like, yeah, right. His wife's Shocker. cool. She's a lounge singer. Wow. I saw him in, um, in The Tempest in Shakespeare in the Park. His range as an actor is just phenomenal, dude. He's just, such a good yeah actually. oh yeah yeah just there's a horror movie that he was in i forget the name of it but it was about a band that shows up in like this uh kind of backwoods bar and there's all Hello. these like oh hey how's it going hey <laughs> she can't hear but say joel yeah joel jumped in she can't hear keep going sir patrick stewart 
And, you're just bringing and, in death stars everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, <laughs> I was gonna it was, it was, you and me, Adam. Damn it! <laughs> I know that was a foursome. Uh, well, I, I can let you guys go if you want your personal <laughs> face talk. I understand. <laughs> Fine. Where are you right now? I'm in Chelsea. I'm in Chelsea. We were gonna we were gonna leave and try to find someplace warm to hunker down, but unfortunately, my dad. It, it's crazy. Like a month ago. You know, my dad's 92. We just digitized all of his, uh, his half a million photographs of his that wow. shot 60 years. It's been amazing. The last year has been an amazing moment just with family, working with my brother and my dad. But wow. um, I, I send him every winter down to someplace warm and he was in the DR and I went to go visit him because we needed to pick. We were going to do a whole show at South by with uh, 92. Levi's donated 300 jackets to us white gray black and we were going to do 92 people at marching band and they were going to do a living museum they were going to switch and do three different shows and we were going to move them around and like it was so i went down there to finalize the photos and also just to see him and uh all of a sudden he we basically he, his kidney fell and so we had to take him to the hospital we knew his kidneys were bad but we thought he had at least another you know year and a half but it just didn't work out so he, he he's on dialysis now so it's impossible to move him like we tried, we tried, and they were like, "Yeah, we're not taking New York patients right this second. I was like, "You're Miami. You got people on the beach. What the fuck are you talking about?" I know, <laughs> I know. It's in New York. <laughs> I remember how how did that documentary turn out with your dad on the, the trip that you took? Oh, did you ever did you ever film that? Yeah, we did the. So yeah. you know, we did two. I think when we talked it was oh i guess not yeah because it must have been the first one we the mm -hmm. uh, yeah we got the doc uh we um it's uh we it's uh we went around the yucatan we shot two of them we went around the yucatan and then for 21 days i'll send you a i'll send you a link it's really yeah. a beautiful piece it's actually a very very beautiful piece i'm very proud of it we watched i love it. that you did that that's that's so inspiring it's amazing we, we climbed all but it's called jazz is a four-letter word because he was a jazz musician he still plays mm -hmm. now actually going to do an ep for him when this is done i got a whole studio awesome. booked and stuff and a bunch of collaborators nice. uh and so um and then we shot another one in africa called origins uh so jazz four letter word which was the first one we shot we asked everybody what is a four what are four letter words uh, that you think of that mean that have importance to you love fuck you know whatever and uh and it's really this beautiful piece around him talking about the evolution of jazz and also mm -hmm. the evolution of spirituality and kind of it's a father son father son both trips are and the, the, his, uh, my dad and the other person's son are really in a deep spiritual camp. Me and Mickey are in more of a scientific, it's this weird blending, it's, it's a beautiful piece. And it's only an hour. Uh, and then we shot Origins where we went around Africa and we asked everybody, what's your origin story? Like, where do you come from? And it's mind blowing because we're all different people. People who were born Africans from Africa, they were like all the way back, like Shaka Zulu, like kings, queens, like wow. all the way People who are from Europe, they could trace back pretty far, maybe to the crown at some level, uh, or not crown, but you know, like into Middle Ages. Um, people who were Latin American, not so much. African American, not so much. It was just interesting, and it was a whole thing around origins and how much your origin story shapes you or you shape it. So uh, yeah, no. And now this doc is That's called wild. "Decisive Moment," and it's all about his photography, and it's got five real big scenes uh real big plots but awesome. it's really about like capturing that moment and being in the moment at the same time so that's amazing and you know you inspired me when you told me about that um my uncle um before he passed away so my father passed away got 13 years ago now and both of his brothers passed away yeah it's crazy 
but his uh his my uncle wrote this book uh, the only jew in new york <laughs> all about all about Great his title. upbringing. Yeah. Fictional. Yeah. It's a fictional piece. <laughs> yeah, fictional. No, like my my, my, my uncle and my father had to hide that they were going to college because it just wasn't valued in the family. They were like dock workers and they worked wow. construction and wow. uh, so my you know my my uncle used to they used to basically like get my brother. They said they were working but they were going to college and it's a wild story that one day I want to have. Did Jewish families not believe in college? No, you know, it's just our, the family grew up so, um, you know, with, with, with so poor. We had no means and they just needed everyone working. Um, it, there was the, the luxury just wasn't there and they just didn't right. value it. But all three brothers became educators, uh, professors, you know, doctorate degrees, um, including my father. So uh, it's, you know, and, and the power of education pulled our family and turned it around. Right. Good for you, man. I so, mean, honestly, you know, Adam talked about it at the top of the introduction of you into our threesome um but you know we're threesome i never imagined this in all my years by the way in our our days in the basement bonnet i'm going to tell you offline about our days in a weird basement in the middle of buffalo new york offline that's a story for another day i i i I didn't pledge but i have a ton of friends who so i i and i also saw that we'll pledge you in I saw that movie also. I'm good now. <laughs> Just so you know, Joe, we open it up and he's like, uh, can, is the mood lighting okay? Is the, is the fire and the music? I was like, oh, what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> now, smooth jams with yeah. Bonnie No, but I just have to say, man, uh, your career is impressive. And more importantly, it's always been amazing. It's amazing to watch, but it's amazing to interact with you because you're so empathetic and you're so sensitive to people and you're such a, you, you know, you care about how people feel and where, you know, and what can be positive to, for them, positive vibes every time. Just even now, just seeing you, man, is like, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Smile, man. And that's like, you know, there's, there's only a few people on planet Earth where you work with and you're like, man, I really enjoy working with that motherfucker. Yeah, man, we're back at you. Definitely miss working with you. We, we, we should catch up one day when we're not in front of everybody. Um, right. Not on my podcast. <laughs> I love I'll it. Show you a couple Wait, things Joel, around the house. You were showing yes. Legos. I was going to say, you're zooming uh, with somebody else over there, but that's a piece of art. I was I'm like, a, why? I'm obsessed with uh, Conan. Right. Uh, so you can see his sword here. Love it. And uh, I love his it, father's Joel. sword here, which is, represents my dad. And oh. uh, I will be getting those tattoos soon, uh, as soon as the world uh, gets back on its axis. You shouldn't do it right now. It's probably not safe. No, <laughs> no not right now. Oh, nice. Oh, I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, who, like, yeah, I heard what you were saying about before about the silver lining for businesses right now. And one thing, I don't know if you've noticed, but it seems like my creativity is on fire. Like the amount of ideas, the amount of, you know, just I can, three different businesses I was talking with my friend yesterday about building. Like right. um, three simple apps that I think could be really useful and good ideas right now. And people coming out of the woodwork with ideas. And then just like this outpouring of what we're doing now online. You know, if you can give money, give money, like you were saying before. But if you can give creativity also, like that, that's it. Or empathy or a smile or, I mean, that is, that is everything. I'm, it's hard to keep up. I'm in like different, you know, Buddha prayer circles at night and like, you know, different like you know, mobility classes. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Are you over Zoomed right now? Um, we did a cat party uh, last night for my cat for there. For, for my cat's one year birthday with my girls, my, my two girls. So we, we invited four families over and we did cat party and it was cool. And tonight we have a, 
over that we, or in Zoom? No, in Zoom. Right, right, uh, right. So tonight for dinner, we're having our friends Rich uh, and their kids over, and we're yeah. just going to put the laptop at the head of the table and have dinner together at six fifteen. I love it. Right. I mean, no. It's, no. It's cool. Are we are we reconnecting as a human species? Are we finding ways to reconnect and put our our devices into a different mode than us looking at it for being self centered and self centric versus now turning it the other way and connecting with everybody? I mean, it's it's a pivotal turn. We're hearing voices more now. I was just telling him. I was literally telling him I was speaking to a spider earlier today. But it was a before he drank. It was a good spider. <laughs> he, he was a web designer, so uh, he's yeah, yeah. Joel, Joel, he, he's telling he's telling fucking dad jokes. I mean, like I, I can't stop the dad jokes coming from Bon and Bo right now. I mean, I'm gonna write a whole book of Bon and Bo dad. Joel, 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 dad quick, jokes. I got more, man. I got, I got more. Too. I want. Okay. So there's two hey, cows. I, okay. Two cows standing talking to each other. One cow says to the other, "Hey, if you died." Do you ever see yourself coming back as a leather purse? And the other cow said, "No, but I could be swayed." <laughs> All right, Joel. Okay, on that note, I actually have a three o'clock meeting. I gotta jump to. Love you All guys. Right, Good to you. see you, Joel. Thank you, you for soon. joining us. Good to Take see care. you, sister. Pleasure, see you, brother. Much love, brother. brother. Bye. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a guess. I mean, Joel has. I mean, like my history with Joel, man, goes so deep, man, dude. Like watching? this guy. Are they still like? Are are we? Uh... Not, uh, people still people still watching us. We we got a handful still tuning in over here. Um, listen, man. You know what? Like this is what keeps. Can I tell you something in all seriousness? This shit right here keeps me sane. Like right. I'm. I lost. I lost probably fifty percent of my business. You know, I'm still doing well with Loeb. Loeb is my 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 sole brother over there. Right. I'm still supporting Loeb and company. Um, this keeps me sane, man, because I can have conversations with folks like yourself that keep me elevated, motivated. They keep me going, man. We're creating. We're creating content. I'm going to create so much shit from the shit. Um, and I want to end it here. I want to end it on, on a high note. I want to end it. And I'm going to right. save this. for the. I, I asked this question on my podcast. I'm going to ask you it again. I'm going to ask you again. What is your North Star? What is your beacon? What is your lighthouse that's keeping you going, man? Um, you know, my lighthouse is uh, the people in my life who I enjoy being with. And seeing, you know, I've got um, so many great people that I just love that uh, that I I, uh, I I think about and I, I I dream, you know, about the best for them, and I, I, I you know, so that's that's the thing, and those include people who I work with, there, the you know, an ex-wife, a current wife, a dad, a you know. A, a brother who I love, you know, that, that's what keeps me going. It's like, I enjoy, look, Adam, I love life, my friend. I love life and I love this is humanity. my life and I love making people love life. And that's just really what matters to me, man. Like that's what, what else would I be doing if I wasn't doing this, you know, dead. Right. I, guess. This is, I mean, it's definitely restful. Uh, I mean, I mean, you you, t you talk about silver linings, and that's the silver lining. I think we're being all all of us, hopefully, are so much more self aware of the things that matter to us, our values, the things that are important to us, and cherishing it because we are going to return back to some semblance of normal. Right. But you're going to have so much more gratitude, hopefully, please, right. into your family and your friends, and and, and spending that. Well, so, you're also going to have so much more quality time. Again, when's the last time you spent two months with motherfuckers that you haven't seen forever? You know, it's like it's. A, oh my god, my it, kid, man, my kid, my little like, one. I wish. 
still here? Don't you go to work? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish he was here right now because he's a, he's an absolute him. Um, but I want to I want to wrap up with some thoughts I think about you, man. Um, you've been in my life for a couple of years, uh, near far different different points. We've been through some funny shit. We saw we saw some funny shit together. Um, we saw the best and worst of 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 people. We saw a uh, a startup founder get inviscerated. It's not even a word. I saw someone like. Just fail. Oh, I forgot about that. That was a rough meeting. <laughs> right. Um, but more importantly, like I'm lucky to have people like you in my life, people that I look up to in a career perspective, people I look up to as advisors, people I look up to that I could count on, people that I'm grateful that I have in my life at this point in my career. And I value you and I value our relationship. And we're going to keep this going. And shitcoin will live forever. And we're going to talk about that later. Um, find a way to crap itself out one way or the other. And I'm gonna have a sober podcast, proper interview with Bon and Bo in the near right. future because I want everyone to learn from his career trajectory, the okay. ups and downs from little Bon and Bo before what you see right here, whatever this situation is, this current unshowered, you know, unshaven. You well, know, you know, like Joel, like you know, my 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 dad moves to New York, not a dollar in his pocket. He was being chased pretty much by gangsters in Chicago moves here, you know, figures out to become a photographer. Uh, mom passes away, sells his mom's house, takes that money, buys this, uh, you know, gets a studio, uh, starts running a studio, buying photographic equipment, becoming a true photographer. Parents get separated. Everything falls apart. Studio, business destroyed. My mom moves up to Harlem. She's got my younger brother who's now being born. We're living in uh, on 163rd and 159th and Edgecombe on welfare and food stamps. And the reality is, is that statistically I'm not supposed to be here. And so, you know, I think that uh, I, I, I thank God for my mom's perseverance for making sure that, um, that none of that ever mattered. Like I didn't even realize that. And when I look in back, I'm like, fuck, we, that was some real stuff. But my mom never let that be a thing. It was always like, you can do whatever you want. Like this is not, this is this situation. You're blind to this situation. And so, you know, I'd love to talk about that, but I think the bigger thing is in the same exact way, like this is going to be painful for many people. And, but it doesn't, it look, this too shall pass and we too shall rise and it's going to be I, much better. And I think as long as you think that you're going to, to Joel's point, there's so much creativity that's coming out as a result of it. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for humanity. I'm excited for innovation. My, my heart goes out to so many people that I actually know firsthand. I'm sure you do too, that are affected by this. The first responders, everyone out there that's giving their heart there, please continue to do so. Give where you can be generous, be charitable. Um, take care of your local business. Um, and absolutely. So Bon and Bo, I appreciate you. I'm going to have Bon and Bo on the podcast proper shortly. Everyone watching, I appreciate you tuning in for us. Yeah, thank uh, you, everybody. I know everybody, I the show, but it's all good. Uh, please, bro. You know what? You don't give me enough credit because we haven't done this enough. I will literally MC your shit any day of the week. You're going to have me up on stage being your hype guy. I'm going to get you up there. We're going to do this properly. But I got tomorrow. I got 1 p.m. and we will not be doing drinks, but I will have Dave Meltzer on the on the call. Dave Meltzer will be me at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Um, Everybody out there, take care of each other. Be safe. Bon and Bo, I appreciate you. Everyone tuning I in. Thank you so much. I'm your fabulous person. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Everyone listening, tune into the podcast. Thank you, everybody. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. 
To join the conversation, search The Pausecast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com.